to Super Bowl week 2022. Cincinnati Bengals, Los Angeles Rams. Let's go. Welcome to the Classic Pulaski Podcast. Here's your host, Jonathan Pulaski. What is good, everybody? Welcome into the Classic Pulaski Podcast, Season 6, Episode 27. Coming at you on February the 4th. 2022 yes the bot version of myself gave you the intro it is super bowl week with the unexpected becoming now the afc champion cincinnati Bengals. the four seats from both the afc and the nfc are facing off i'm going to give you my thoughts on the game today so then this upcoming week i can have some guests on they can give you their take and i'll give you my final takes and pick the game as we get closer next week, Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals, 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 whatever you want to freaking call them. I call them Bengals, whatever, uh, are in the Super Bowl and they're taking on Matthew Stafford and the Los Angeles Rams. I'm going to give you, again, a fresh perspective on sports today based upon my knowledge of the game. Uh, again, covered the game in a variety of facets played the game uh, enjoyed the game obviously was never an nfl quarterback but i'm going to give you what i think is going to be the keys to the game we're going to do an in-depth breakdown on the super bowl that's probably going to be in block number two the reason why i say that is and and this isn't maybe going to take too long on this front end but there has been a whole slew of things happen uh in the nfl offseason already if you didn't catch the uh skills challenge for the pro bowl pro bowls on sunday uh doesn't matter who wins if you bet the pro bowl you are probably way beyond degenerate and need to see a counselor uh but again if you're new here First time here. I'm a former sports anchor. Going to give you a fresh perspective on sports today. Uh, and again, by sports, primarily right now, it's all the NFL. The Olympics are getting going. Excited about that. The Jamaican bobsled team back in it once again. Uh, everybody's going to love that. Especially if you're around my age, you will enjoy that. Uh, but the Olympics are going on as well. Coming up, the opening ceremonies are tonight. Looking forward to watching curling. You guys, let me know your favorite Olympic sport uh, down on Instagram or Facebook at Classic Plastic Podcast. And again, there's going to be another YouTube short coming out today. Sorry, dropped the ball this past week. We have had some major things happening in the Plastic household. So again, be patient with me as we get that thing rolling. Uh, really looking forward to cranking out some content over there on YouTube for you guys to check out. I know YouTube is a place where people kill time all the time. Uh, so go over there and subscribe to Classic Plastic Podcast YouTube channel. Primarily going to be shorts, but again, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all Classic Plastic Podcasts. And thank you for listening on a variety of platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pocket Cast, and many, many more. A full list over on Anchor.fm, the home and the distributor of the classic Pulaski podcast. So again, there's been so many things going on in the NFL offseason. We're going to walk through those right now. Head coaching changes, uh, things that have gone on. And yes, Brian Flores. We will talk a little bit about Brian Flores. I want to give that like at least another week. I want to be able to see kind of more of the 
the stuff come out. I don't want to give you a hot take on something that, again, is a very sensitive subject whenever you talk about the racial discrepancy in the NFL and, you know, the Rooney rule is there and you also have, like, you, again, there's no black owner in the NFL. There's just, it's one of these things where in a league where it's 70% African-American men playing the game, and there's hardly any black head coaches and there's hardly, well, there's, there's not a black owner. There's 31 white owners and then the Packers are owned by their fans. That's, that's how that works. Um, you know what? S- screw it. I'm going to go to Brian Flores right now. So former Dolphins head coach came out, was suing a whole different, uh, you know, like three different teams, I believe, during the interview process about... Uh, racial discrepancy. They're, essentially, they were uh, a racial discrimination, I should say. But again, there's the discrepancy in the NFL of just there's not a lot of black head coaches. Again, no owners as well. Uh, but again, he he interviewed for a variety of jobs. Denver. Uh, he also interviewed for the New York Giants job. And here's the deal. Whenever you go in, and again, I'm not trying to make any sort of big statement here. This is me talking from a perspective of being, you know, around the NFL once before and also understanding that the game is going to be run uh, the way that people want to be run. Uh, And maybe some of these owners, again, you can't, you can't tell somebody that they're racist um, unless they're outwardly showing it. So again, I want to give this a whole nother week with Brian Flores. I think it's an interesting topic simply because um, where do black head coaches fit in in the NFL? Where does possibly a black owner uh, in Denver, if they get bought by a black owner, where does that fit into the landscape of football? It's not going to change overnight. And the people that want things to change overnight, and I have been one of these in the past, it's just unattainable. Um, Brian Flores was fired from the Miami Dolphins, and they could have backdoored their way into the playoffs. First team ever to lose seven straight and then win seven straight. Uh, So a super interesting team, but there was an allegation that he brought before the NFL that back in 2019, uh, that the owner of the dolphins would offer him a hundred thousand dollars, excuse me, hundred thousand dollars every single time that they lost a football game to tank. Again, this is a huge deal. But again, I want to give this at least another week. We might wait to the offseason because guess what? We have a lot of different things to get to. Tom Brady retired. Ben Roethlisberger retired. Like Big Ben, I feel awful for Big Ben. He had about three days in the spotlight. And then Tom's thing got like semi-leaked and then it didn't get leaked. Well, it didn't get unleaked. Um, but it it got spread. And then they're like, no, 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 no. Tom's going to do it on his own. And then a couple days later, he announced it on Twitter. Um, and so Tom Brady, again, we'll, a lot of these things we can unpack in the off season. Uh, this show is designed to talk about the games that are in front of us, talk about the betting lines in front of us. We will do prop bets next week as well. Um, so again, a whole lot to get to Deshaun Watson still there as well. We got all sorts of quarterback, uh, controversies uh, throughout the NFL, what they're going to do with contracts and where they're going to go with the starting quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo says goodbye to the 49ers. So again, 
that's we're going to leave these for a couple of extra weeks after the Super Bowl, and we will talk through those things, but you have to give it time for these things to settle. Again, we can talk about Tom Brady as much as you want to. If if you want to hear like a Tom Brady-specific episode of me go into like a deep, deep dive on where, you know, um, where he started, how it got going, and then from there... Um, Bloody heck, Trevor. Do you have to call me in the middle of a podcast? If you're listening, Trevor, God dang it, I hate you. I was right in the middle of a vibe. Okay, back on track. Tom Brady. Uh, if you guys would like to hear a full episode on Tom Brady over this offseason or Ben Roethlisberger, there's a whole lot of stories that go into Big Ben and Tom Brady. I can go down that rabbit hole for you and present you an episode if you would like that. So let me know on Instagram and Facebook. The DMs are open. Uh, you guys can do that. Also want to give a big shout out to Coach Easy Fitness, uh, Say by Christ Apparel, Poddex, and Podmatch.com, the partners here on the show. If you're interested in any of that, shoot me a message. I will get you the uh, discount code. And again, Coach Easy Fitness um, already runs a great deal. We, I'm just promoting him in general. He already does a great deal uh, as as a trainer. So again, you don't need like a massive deal uh, to get back in shape here uh, with Coach Easy Fitness. Okay. Such a long intro, but I apologize. Here's the deal. We have two weeks this week and next week to talk about the Super Bowl, and we'll start to dive into it in the next block. But the NFL landscape is changing, and I'm going to give you some of those changes right now. I, I told you Matt Eberflus is now the head coach in Chicago. I said that last week. And Nathaniel Hackett is the head coach in Denver. That also happened before last week's episode. But here are some more head coaching changes that have happened in the NFL. Okay, so since last week, here's the deal. Uh, we've had... Like I said, Nathaniel Hackett and Matt Eberflus were hired. Uh, but here are the rest of the head coaching changes that have taken place in the NFL. First off, John Harbaugh, the head football coach of the University of Michigan, went and took an interview with the Vikings, the Minnesota Vikings. And I thought this was a really interesting, like I got the notification on Sleeper, which by the way, Sleeper hit me up. Love your app. Um, but uh, Kevin O'Connell, he, you might have never heard of him. He's 36 years old. He's the offensive coordinator for the Rams. Okay, so Minnesota had a backup plan with Kevin O'Connell. Jim Harbaugh, uh, from all of the tweets that came out, spent nine hours in uh, Minnesota with the Vikings. And I don't know how it ended, um, but the reality of it is, is that he went back to Ann Arbor and he's going to stay in Michigan as the head coach of the Wolverines. So Kevin O'Connell, uh, the offensive coordinator for the Rams, will take over as the Vikings head coach. Again, this is we're going to see this a lot, right? Sean McVay's wing of the NFL is going to start taking place. Um, Kyle Shanahan is going to have a wing of the NFL as well. So Andy Reid has a very deep coaching tree. People that have come through his program, through his uh, different franchises, and have gone on to be very successful in head coaching. I think personally that Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan are the next group uh, that people kind of stem off of. You can take Cliff Kingsbury already. Uh, there's just a lot of guys that you... Well, and, <laughs> Again, I don't want to downplay Matt LaFleur as well up in Green Bay because uh, you have, obviously, Nathaniel Hackett that was under his realm as well. So anyways, Kevin O'Connell uh, is the new head coach of the Minnesota Vikings. Again, I don't know what the Vikings do at the quarterback position. I know Kirk Cousins is getting towards the end of his deal uh, over the course of the next couple of years. 
do they try and go with Kellen Mond uh, out of Texas A&M that they drafted? Uh, it's going to be a really interesting situation to watch up in Minnesota as they go, uh, and we will certainly see what they what they decide to do throughout the time. But Kevin O'Connell, again, at age 36, is going to be the head coach of the Minnesota Vikings. Brian DeBall. Brian DeBall uh, was the Bills offensive coordinator and now is going to be the New York Giants head coach. Age 46, um, again, experience working with Belichick and Nick Saban. Uh, this guy is is an interesting hire, again, because of the whole Brian Flores thing. Brian DeBall uh, came in and impressed the Giants. Okay, Bills offensive coordinator, he's done a lot of things with Josh Allen. Uh, the reality is is that whenever you make your mind up, and again, I'm going to go back to Brian Flores, when you make your mind up and you've seen somebody else elsewhere do something, because Brian Flores has been a head coach at the Dolphins for a while, um, I just find that Brian DeBall is the right fit for the New York Giants. So, again, age 46, you guys can do some Googling as well, but he has done uh, some, some pretty heavy work uh, up in Buffalo, and then also he's going to have a choice to make as well at quarterback. Is Daniel Jones going to be the the quarterback for the Giants long-term. Um, again, Daniel Jones, a high draft pick was spent on him. He was sixth overall. Interested to see what uh, Brian DeBall is going to do with Daniel Jones because there's going to be a lot of guys out there that just aren't going to have a job. They're going to have to settle in being a backup whenever some of these new kids over the next couple of years step in because the new wave of the NFL is if you don't have your franchise guy, you have five years. From the second that you draft him, that's why that's why Jimmy Garoppolo is no longer uh, going to be a 49er once they figure out a trade partner. Because Trey Lance is going to be on year two. Same thing with Patrick Mahomes, what he did in year two. They, he sat behind Alex Smith. Trey Lance is going to be a starting quarterback next year. And I'm very interested to see where Jimmy G goes because I think Jimmy G is in kind of that upper middle area of the free agents that are, or well, not free agents either, uh, trade possibilities that are going to be out there. Aaron Rodgers is going to cost a lot of money. Jimmy G, maybe not so much. Doug Peterson. Yes, Doug Peterson. That Doug Peterson, the one that led the Philadelphia Eagles to the Super Bowl uh, just a few short years ago, is going to be the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Again, I <laughs> with Doug Peterson, I'm, I'm actually a big fan. I know he was an Eagles guy for a while. Um, but the reality is, is Doug Peterson knows how to win. Like that's, I think, where the Jaguars have just kind of been grasping at straws. I know they wanted Byron Leftwich, um, but the reality is, is that Doug Peterson is a bona fide winner in the NFL. Yes, he lost his job. People lose their job a lot in the NFL. But Doug Peterson at age 54 is going to be the Jaguars head coach. He's going to have Trevor Lawrence there, Travis Etienne, LaVisca Chenault. I think I think the Jaguars are primed and ready if they can draft well over the next couple of years to get back into playoff contention. Oh, listen, here's the deal. Think about the Cincinnati Bengals. Two years ago, they had the number one overall pick. This is Joe Burrow. Last year, he tore his ACL. They win four games. They get Jamar Chase out of it. And now they're in the Super Bowl. And no, this doesn't happen all the time. But the reality is, is the Jaguars are not that far away from potentially seeing an AFC championship or even a Super Bowl appearance. Nobody would have said Cincinnati. Like, I want to see the betting tickets. If you're not from Cincinnati and you bet on the Bengals this year to go to the Super Bowl, would love to see it. 
But again, Doug Peterson, the new head coach of the Jags, I think it's going to be a success this time. We'll certainly see. Uh, it can't be worse than Urban Meyer, I tell you. It's unfortunate for Urban. But again, Doug Peterson, Jaguars head coach. And then Josh McDaniels, finally, the 45-year-old uh, is going to Las Vegas with the Raiders. Again, uh, this is going to be another very interesting quarterback decision if Derek Carr is going to stay or not. Um, for Josh McDaniels, again, he was a uh, he was the Denver head coach for a couple of years, got lit up, uh, and then was the Colts head coach for about 12 hours and then went back to New England. And now he's going to be the Raiders head coach at age 45. It's going to be a very interesting um thing to watch i hope hard knocks is in vegas next year uh just because maybe the season uh, i didn't get to watch the colts throughout the season on hard knocks but i think that would be a very interesting regular season team to watch uh in the josh mcdaniel led raiders and everything that's going on around las vegas with henry ruggs no longer being around John Gruden no longer being around. How are they going to adapt under the new head coach, Josh McDaniels? Certainly will be interesting. That is essentially what has gone on. Brian Flores and the rest of these guys. Brian Flores, again, this is going to be a story that I'm going to keep my eye on, but not something that I'm going to comment on as much right now because I want to see a little bit more of the evidence. The NFL tossed out the story pretty quickly, uh, but we'll see if anything comes of it because he is suing the NFL in three teams. So we'll certainly see. On the other side of the break, this is going to be a two-block uh, show today. On the other side of the break, we're going to do the preliminary breakdown of the Super Bowl. Cincinnati Bengals and the Los Angeles Rams. Yes, back-to-back Super Bowls where a home team will be present. We will break that down. Coming up on the other side of the break, you're listening to the Classic Pulasic Podcast. Been a week and it's giving me goals and it's giving me power. Dang, man, it's not canon. It's Jesus up in this mainframe. Dang, think why would I steal his glory from the king? Dang. <laughs> That's all I got. Classic Classic Podcast, Season 6, Episode 27. Again, this is going to be the preliminary breakdown of the Super Bowl. I'm going to have some guests on next week as we will be a couple days away. Again, most of my guests are Kansas City Chiefs fans. It's been a rough week. I could tell you that because... You walk in on a Monday morning to a staff meeting full of Chiefs, faithful, and uh, tough way to go out. It is. It's a tough way to go out. I, Again, we could bond through our sadness simply in the fact that I said, would you rather lose on a QB draw with uh, 14 seconds left, or would you rather lose the way that you guys lost? Uh, it's, I mean, it's a tough one. You don't want to lose, right? But sheesh. Kansas City Chiefs go down um, after having, first off, uh, 21-3 lead at half. Should have been more. A lot of talks about that. Should have been more. 
And also, they had the ball first in overtime, and they didn't do anything with it. You would have thought by the the crowd reaction that they were going to the Super Bowl, that they, they got the coin toss, it's game over. Patrick gets the ball first, it's game. Three and out, Burrow goes down, McPherson kicks a field goal, and that's game. Um, it, it's unfortunate for Chiefs because, again, I, I think that they were the best team in the NFL. Sometimes the best team doesn't always win. That's why they play the NCAA tournament. That's why Loyola Chicago went to the Final Four in 2018, and I got to witness that. Uh, there, there are times where the team that is lacking uh, in some facet or form just wins the game. And they're just better that day or better that half, better that 10 minutes of overtime. And so that is how Patrick Mahomes in year number four goes out. And now it's interesting for the Chiefs. Again, I don't, I don't want to spend too much time on them, but uh, Chiefs now have some interesting propositions here because Patrick has that gigantic deal uh, over 12 years. This was year one of that, I believe. And so you can start moving some cap space around. They are still going to be the Super Bowl favorites at the conclusion of the Super Bowl. I guarantee it. Tom Brady's out. And again, maybe Vegas knows a few things about Aaron Rodgers. Maybe if he goes to Denver that they're up there as well. I got an interesting notification the other day that Aaron Rodgers has been building a house outside of Nashville. And again, these guys have lots of money, lots of places to build houses in the United States. So I'm not taking it like too seriously, but the reality is, is if Ryan Tannehill leaves Tennessee, can you just picture for a second, if Aaron Rodgers goes to the AFC South with the Tennessee Titans, Texans are awful. Jags are awful right now. And then you only have to worry about the Colts. And the Colts should have been a playoff team. And they weren't. They folded under pressure. They lost to the Jags in week 18. Just, again, throwing that out there. It's an early feeler. But if the Titans were able to go after, and I don't know what their cap situation looks like, if they were able with the draft uh, to give away enough to go get Aaron Rodgers. And if it's a package deal with Devontae Adams, too. I mean, this is... It's going to be monumental regardless. But if it's Denver, you know, Vegas is going to put those two up pretty high anyways. Um, But Denver without a quarterback is not going to be that high. Maybe 30 to 1. Anyways, the Chiefs will be the favorites. I I guarantee they will be the favorites. Uh, Packers, if they hold on to Rodgers, will be up there as well. Um, But if I had to guess just right now, I would say that it's going to be Chiefs 1, Packers 2, Rams three. I mean, from there it's kind of a it's kind of a crapshoot, right? Bills four, uh, Bengals five, and then you're probably going to toss in like a San Francisco just because they're interesting. Listen, there, a lot of things we're going to get to, but I just want to get that out there. The Chiefs are going to be the Super Bowl favorites for next year. They're going to have to go get a big play receiver. Not not Tyreek Hill. By that, by big play, I don't mean Tyreek Hill. By big play, I mean a big physical, like think of T. Higgins, think of Jamar Chase. Those types of guys are going to be available in this year's draft. And we will talk draft. Again, I just, I'm so fired up. This is about the Super Bowl this week. Uh, coming up on Sunday, we will have another episode prior to that. 
sorry, next Sunday, the 13th, nine days. Uh, nope, that's not right. Yeah, nine days from today. Here's what Odd Shark has. Again, they run thousands of simulations on these games. Los Angeles Rams predicted score 26. Cincinnati Bengals 21. Rams are four-point favorites right now. The over-under is 48.5. We will do prop bets next week. If there's a prop bet you would like me to cover, please let me know over on Instagram and Facebook at Classic Plastic Podcast. But as of right now, this is what we're looking at. The Rams are a perfect 10... Well, I say perfect. Uh, dead 500 against the spread this year. 10 and 10. Cincinnati is 13 and 7 against the spread. 13 and 7 in real life. So what this tells me here is that the Rams are going to be obviously the favorites, but to me, can you, here's the conversation that we're going to have. Can you stop a team of destiny? Because the, the reality is, is that a team of destiny gets a couple of breaks, finds a way to win the game, and goes through a little bit of adversity. The unfortunate, well, maybe fortunate slash unfortunate reality of this game is that both of these teams could be considered teams of destiny. If you walk through the playoff wins of both sides, they could be teams of destiny, both of them. Uh, Bengals should not be here. You know, Chiefs had them covered up. Um, the, the Raiders had a chance against them in the first round. The Rams, again, they they probably shouldn't have won that game against Tom Brady. Tom Brady had a chance towards the end. They kind of were a little, I don't know, they, they gave the ball away. That's the, that's the thing I'm worried about uh, with Matthew Stafford is does he give the ball away once in the Super Bowl to change it towards Cincinnati's way? That's where I'm at. Cincinnati 3-0 and straight up and against a spread in the postseason. Like that. I'm going to tell you one one quick story. I'm all over the place today. Sorry. In their last seven, by the way, Bengals six and one straight up, seven and zero oh against the spread. I mean, that's that's an unbelievable stat. Whenever you're talking about against the spread, but way back, think back to Joe Namath. Joe Namath, Broadway Joe, was an icon. He was the guy that. People wanted to be like. He was the guy that people admired. He was good looking. He had a lot of money. He was a success and he called his victory over the Baltimore Colts. I see a lot of Joe Namath and Joe Burrow and not just their first names. I see the cockiness. I see the kind of Well, that's that's maybe too too strong. Um, he doesn't know what he doesn't know yet. Is is where I'm getting at. Evan McPherson the same way. He's he's the kicker for the Cincinnati Bengals, and he throughout the postseason has called his shot going out to win uh, these games. It's interesting to me uh, that. Oh, and by the way, the Bengals against the Titans as well. They they had some good breaks. 
But Evan McPherson doesn't know what he doesn't know. You heard Jay Feely say this on the broadcast the other day against the Chiefs. If you are just flying high and you're a young person doing these massive things that nobody thought you could do, you think you're a little bit invincible. And I think that's what Joe Namath was back in the day for the New York Jets. I see Joe Burrow in that way. And I, I think Joe Burrow and those guys have a legitimate chance of winning the Super Bowl. I know it's technically on the road. They're going to be wearing home unis. It's on the road because they're going to go through what the Chiefs went through last year at Tampa Bay. It's going to be at Los Angeles. And we saw what Los Angeles against uh, San Francisco 49ers did. The San Francisco 49ers fans were about 60% of that stadium. So it's going to be interesting. I don't think a lot of people are rooting. I don't think people are coming in as like bona fide Cincinnati Bengal fans. Like if anything, they are just bandwagoners that have hopped on because Joe Burrow's success and because of what, you know, they've done this postseason. They like a good story. People love good stories. That's great. But Joe Namath was once a good story. And he won a Super Bowl. Not saying that Joe can't win the Super Bowl. But I'm saying Joe Namath never went back to another Super Bowl. People are are going to want to crown Joe Burrow after this season if he does indeed pull off this victory against the Rams. But Joe Namath had so many injuries... Go and read his Wikipedia page. It's really sad how after he called his shot and won a Super Bowl, he went through seasons where they were not good. And I get, you know, the game has changed tremendously. Drafting is so much easier. There's so much more talent. But like Matt Stafford knows, he's waited this long to go to a Super Bowl. The Detroit Lions <laughs> hadn't done it. He, he would not have done it in Detroit. So the fact that he is having a chance with the Rams... You know, I'm, I'm really excited for the guy, uh, for everything that he's walked through, him and his wife. Um, but the reality is, I'm just not seeing this matchup as one of the premier matchups. I think the numbers for the Super Bowl are going to be down um, simply because other than Los Angeles, like, does anybody on the East Coast care about who wins? Her Patriot fans... Giant fans, Buffalo Bill fans, anybody in Texas, you know, Dallas, Houston, Denver. Does anybody actually care in this game besides Los Angeles? Like the NFL got what they wanted, but they didn't get what they wanted. The NFL wanted an L.A. team in the Super Bowl and they they got it. Like good for the Rams. Fantastic. Awesome for them. But they do not have that extra marquee. In my opinion, marquee team. If anything, it's going to be curiosity with the Cincinnati Bengals. Maybe this isn't the best like preliminary. This is just my thoughts going into this game. We will break down stats. We'll do all that crap next week. I just want to, I want to talk about Joe Burrow. I want to talk a little bit about Matt Stafford because they're good stories. Sometimes good stories don't make for the best television. Two four seeds is not that exciting of a Super Bowl to me. Uh, saw a great tweet, and I'll leave you with this. Great tweet that I saw. Whenever you start a franchise of Madden, if you've never done this, uh, this won't make as much sense, but you get to control a team. Say you lose in the first round of the playoffs, but then you see who won the Super Bowl or went to the Super Bowl, uh, and it's the Cincinnati Bengals, and it was the LA Rams. They said, it's like a year eight franchise Super Bowl that you didn't get to go to. 
it just made a lot of sense to me because I play a lot of franchise mode. Just one of those two random teams that you picked out of a hat. Los Angeles, again, I, I made this argument to Miami and to San Diego whenever they had a football team is that people have so much to do there. They probably couldn't care less about the football team. And so I'm, I'm really interested to see how many Rams fans are there. I know there's some diehard Rams fans in L.A., but there's a lot of things to do in Los Angeles. Maybe I'll have Jesus Cabrales on. See if I can get a hold of Jesus. He is he's living in L.A., I think. He's a big Rams fan. See if he'll have uh, I'll have him on the podcast or something. We'll see about that. You guys, thank you for listening. I know this was a little bit all over the place. Again, this is the middle week between, uh, you know, we got the Pro Bowl. Not super excited. I watched the skills competition. <laughs> it wasn't great. It was blustery and cold in Las Vegas. Like it's not the product that the NFL wanted or ESPN for that matter. And that's all ESPN gets now. You know that. So lots of things to get to over the offseason. Again, we'll talk Tom Brady. We'll talk Ben Roethlisberger throughout the time. But um, yeah, thanks for listening. Appreciate you guys. Go check me out over on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube at Classic Plastic Podcast. And again, we will have some uh, guests on next week to talk about the Super Bowl between the Cincinnati Bengals and the Los Angeles Rams. Have a great weekend, everybody. I will see you guys next week right here on the Classic Plastic Podcast. I'll see you guys later. Thank you.